As we continue our study, I've, <clears throat> I've thought various times, um, what exactly is the value uh, of, of studying or looking at the Beatitudes? I mean, if you just take, take just the Beatitudes and look at them, what's the value? Well, if we lived in a world that uh, illustrated and, and lived by the Beatitudes, uh, we wouldn't see the distinctive importance of them. But because, in my opinion, we live in a very contentious world right now, very, very contentious, then these words, these instructions, guidance from the Lord teaches us how to live in the kind of world that we live in without succumbing or without being drawn in to the same current that it seems like exists. Now, uh, we, have a, we have a lot of, like I said, a lot of contentiousness that, that, that we're dealing with and have dealt with. Uh, you can find lists of them. In fact, uh, I was reading of all the contentious social issues in South America and Germany, and I was reading just all over the world, pretty similar. But I was looking at ours uh, here in America, the, the, the contentious issues that we are dealing with. Uh, and at the top of the list was, and don't, don't judge me by what I'm going to say, but it was the vaccine. There was a lot of contention over that. We also have uh, the same-sex marriage, a lot of contention in our society over that. Gender identity, it, it, it brings up tough, tough conversations, um, entitlement, hunger, climate change, race and religious discrimination. We, we live in a, in a time that's very, very contentious um, to the point that you have to be very, very careful about what you say or who you say it to because as one of my friends told me prior to this discovery, he said, Frank, this isn't going to end well. And I was having a conversation with someone, and he was exactly right. It did not end well. So living calmly in a contentious world, what the Lord said, he said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, I would really like to unpack several things in this. One reason is, uh, probably the main reason is that our idea of meekness is so far away from what the original historical meaning of it is. And so, you know, if we, if we take how we view meek, then we, we are hearing the Lord say, you know, blessed are the, the, the softies or the, you know, the ones that are quiet. That's not what he's saying at all. And that never made a lot of sense to me um, because, again, because of, this, of the landscape that we are in, I think this, this particular beatitude has some real legs to it for us on how we can live. The reason I say that is because we live in a world right now, we live in a, in a society where the loud wins, whoever's loudest 
wins, and people believe that. Uh, we live in a world, in a society, where the more contentious you are, the more likely you're going to conquer whatever issue you're dealing with. And ultimately, we, we are finding ourselves in a continual state of argumentation at every level of, of, of our lives. So, Jesus said, oh, the bliss of those who are meek. They're the ones who will inherit the earth. Now, I've, I've put in a few things here, but not, I'm not taking license. I'm actually taking from the translation. Oh, the bliss of those who are gentle, kind, forgiving, mild, benevolent. That's what the word means originally. Not weak, but those who are gentle, kind, and forgiving. And so the Lord is saying, all oh, the bliss of those who are gentle and kind and forgiving and benevolent and mild, they're the ones who are going to inherit the earth. Now, when we read it like that and we compare it to... Um, the world that in, in which we live in, I'd like to start off, first of all, by telling you, uh, uh, sharing with you uh, one little story that, that, uh, of mine. Uh, I don't share a lot of stories, but some of them I think maybe can help. This is what you should not do. This is, this is the way not to live. I'm gardening, and this is about 15 years ago, and I decided that I was going to grow uh, a lot of cucumbers and pickles and everything. So I, I, I went through a lot of effort, um, and I put up a fence, and I had just cucumbers, just the plants, just they were wonderful. And I would go out every day, and I was amazed at how fast they would grow, almost like asparagus. Every day they would just grow and grow and grow. So, so I'm loving those plants. And so I go out, and it's in, kind of in the late spring, nice weather. I get down on my hands and knees, and, and, uh, and I'm going through there, and I'm looking, and I'm, I'm checking all these cucumbers that are coming, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really have some pickles and everything. And, and I was just you know, about this close. I was looking at them, and all of a sudden, I saw two little beady eyes and a forked tongue looking at me. Well, my first thought, or my, nobody's even a thought, my first reaction was to try to back up as fast as I could on my behind. I was just trying to back up. But then that fear turned to anger. So I grabbed the shovel, and I started hitting at that. And that, that little snake, which he was fine, you know, I wasn't, but he was. He was just going through there, and everywhere he was going, I was trying to get him. And I finally decided he was about halfway down my little fence row. I thought, I'm going to get ahead of him. So I got ahead of him and was just hitting at it and everything. Well, anyway, I, I, I lost sight of him. And all of a sudden, I saw him just kind of taking his time, going off in the field. And I looked, and I gathered my wits, and I looked... And I said to myself, look what that snake has done. 
I tore it up. I tore up all that stuff. You're not supposed to live like that. We're not supposed to live where anger gets a hold of us or it drives us or it moves us. Now, there, there, I'd like to share just a few scriptures, first of all, of what meekness biblically, how it's used. The scriptures tell us that Moses, and we know Moses, was not weak. But the scriptures say, now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. That was God's estimation. Meek doesn't mean that he was weak, but he was meek. What does that mean? Well, it means he was gentle, he was kind. But we also know that he had a blazing anger, but it didn't just happen all the time. The psalmist wrote and said, The meek will be guided by God in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. So, so the meek is receptive, uh, used in the Old Testament. Being meek means you're receptive to God. Um, the psalmist also wrote in Psalm 37 that the meek will inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. So meek in the Old Testament, biblically, is, has to do with peace. And that's why I, I, I was thinking how to live calmly in a contentious, in a, in a contentious society or world. The, the psalmist also wrote, the Lord lifts up the meek. He casts the wicked down to the ground. That's quite a contrast. But what's important is what Jesus said. Matthew 11. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek, gentle. That's what the word means. Meek, I am gentle. I am kind. The Lord is saying I'm forgiving. I'm benevolent. So the idea of meekness is not something that elicits or shows a weakness, not at all. But it is attached to an anger that if we are not meek, then we can be driven by either fear, which then translates, as my garden storied it, into anger, which then results in disaster. And that's why the Lord gives us how to live calmly in a very contentious world. Why? Because if we are drawn into, as God's people, the contention that's in the world right now, we will find ourselves slapping at snakes that we cannot catch. So that's the first part, is that the the meekness of the scriptures is different than how we think. In our idea of meekness, in our culture, we think of someone or they're spineless. They have no courage. Uh, They're kind of mean-spirited if you're meek, you know. And and that's not what meekness is in in ours. Um, In the original, it really means that someone someone who finds that, that middle ground, between no anger and then a lot of anger. And you're meek. It was Aristotle that found that golden mean right there, meek. Well, then we can say that what Jesus is saying here is there is a bliss. There is a bliss in, in, in not being angry at the wrong time, but being angry at the right time. And that's what... 
I began to chase down is because I, I know when Jesus said, I am meek and lowly, I know for a fact, according to the scriptures, that Jesus himself had an anger. I know that God has an anger. But it's not an indiscriminate or, or undisciplined anger. And so, uh, you know, in our scriptures, uh, when he says, blessed are the meek, they're the ones who shall be, who will inherit the earth. It's this idea that we don't try to live a life without anger because we can't. We're not able to. But we do try to live that life that has a disciplined anger. In other words, we are angry for the right reason at the right time and in the right way. Well, when, when exactly is that? Well, I know that, again, I go to the scriptures to try to find out, okay, what exactly is the right time to be angry? Well, here's what the scriptures say about God's anger. It says God is a just God. He is angry with the wicked every day. Yet, God is meek, the Lord is meek, but yet there's anger there. We also read in the, in the uh, book of Isaiah, chapter 1, that God is very, very specific as to why he is angry. In fact, here's what he says. He says, my people are laden with iniquity. They are a brood of evildoers. They are children who are corruptors. They've forsaken me, the Lord, and they have provoked me to anger. So again, from a divine standpoint, we're being told to, that there's a blessedness of meekness. But at the same time, I read where God gets angry, and I also read where the Lord got angry. All right, We know the, the accounts. Uh, he gave parables uh, about uh, you know, the king who came back, found his servants that they weren't serving right. The king got angry. Uh, but we, but we, also know, we also know that one day or twice Jesus went into the temple and he saw that they were abusing the temple. They were doing business. They were making money off people's desire to serve God. And the scriptures say that he, when he went in there, he... he he made a, cord, made a whip out of cords and drove them all out. So anger is part of this. But what the Lord is saying is, blessed are those who are meek. They're the ones who will inherit the earth. As I thought about that, I thought, well, again, we live, like I said, we live at a time where the one who yells the loudest is the one who thinks they'll win or the one who thinks that... Uh, uh, if they're contentious or they argue or whatever, that they win. But this is a direct promise that says that's not so. Those who win, those who inherit, those who gain are not the ones that are the loudest or the ones that are the most, say, abusive with language. Or the, They're not the ones that win. They're not the ones that continually want to argue and continually want their way. Hardly. No, it's the meek. And not our, not our word of meek, it's the person who is gentle, the person who is kind, the person who is forgiving. We don't live in a very forgiving society right now. person who is mild, mild in their behavior. And as God's people, you know, I can't, we can't speak for the world, but we can address how we're supposed to live. And what Jesus has said here is he has set a standard how we're to live 
in spite of or regardless of the landscape that we are in. Because if we don't follow what the Lord says, we will be drawn into that same kind of life, which we look around and we think, well, that's not a very happy way to live or anything. So living calmly in a contentious world, it's hard. There are those times, and you know, you have stories, I do too, of people who, who uh, lose their calm and are drawn into something that they don't want to do. They lose their temper or whatever. But what the Lord says here is that there is a blessedness, there is a bliss, there is a calmness by trying to live calmly in a very, very contentious world. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, well, what does it mean to be contentious? Well, you know, argumentative, always wanting your way, uh, always insisting. You know, it's kind of like someone said, they're saying, well, you're arguing. No, I'm just repeating myself so that you'll finally understand where you're wrong. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we, we kind of have this idea. I won't tell you that I said that, you know. <laughs> but it affects us. And here's, here's how it affects us. There is more stress, as Larry prayed about. We have a stressed-out world right now, stressed-out society. Everyone is stressed. Everyone is worried. They can't put their finger on exactly what's wrong, but they know something's wrong, either in their life, on their job, in the economy, price of eggs. It doesn't matter. There's something wrong somewhere. And we're living in that, and it is, it is like a, a press that continually presses on us, even as God's people. And what Jesus is saying here is no, there's not a blessedness in, in living that way. The true blessedness comes from being meek. Meek, gentle, kind, forgiving, mild. We can live our lives by being mild. Believe me, it is easy to not be mild. Um, all of you, I'm sure, have tempers. Everyone does. But it's not the case that we can get rid of the temper. It's the case that we manage it or that we discipline it. And that's the thing. We can't discipline it on, on our own, and that's why Jesus is encouraging us to come to God and go to God for these standards of living or how we live. You know, the scriptures point out that, that there is a true blessedness, a true blessedness in the person that finally acknowledges that they need God and then follows up with that, that they also say, and I have a weakness and I can't change it. The Bible supports us coming to God for that very reason. He doesn't, God doesn't want us to come in our strength. He wants us to come to him in our weakness because only in our weakness can his strength be seen. And so in this, the scriptures say, for instance, if we were going to just read the, read the wisdom literature, here's what it says. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes the city. Now, that's kind of uh, illustrating or revealing what Jesus is saying. Blessed are those who are kind and gentle. 
they're the ones who will inherit. And that's exactly what Proverbs 16, 32 says. It also says, the psalmist wrote, evildoers will ultimately be cut off, but those who wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. And that sounds so contradictory to me because we don't live in a world where the mild-mannered is successful, we think. But ultimately, what Jesus is saying is, no, they will be successful. Those who are meek, blessed are the meek, they're the ones who will inherit the earth. So as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, okay, meekness. We all have anger. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the snake gets it out of us, you know, and that's just one example. I won't even tell you about when I broke my toe because I got angry at a chair, you know. We all have anger. But what Jesus is, is pointing out here is that there is a higher way to live to where we are not influenced or we are not shaped or we are not conformed by the world that we live in. We can find a calmness. Even though everything in the world is contentious around us, we can still find a calmness, a meekness, a gentleness in how we live it's this meekness, then, that Jesus says, they're the ones that will inherit the earth. So the final examples are this. Obviously, I didn't have a good garden. I tore it up. Why? Because of my anger, unrestrained, undisciplined, and so I tore it up. But those are just minor instances. Alexander the Great was a great warrior, a great leader. I was interested in his life. Uh, his teacher, Alexander the Great, his teacher was uh, Aristotle. And Aristotle spent a lot of years trying to teach Alexander the Great on how to live life at a higher level. And one of the issues that Aristotle kept trying to teach Alexander was how not to lose your temper and how to lead calmly. But that lesson failed because one day we find, we read in the history, that Aristotle got so mad at, at a situation of a battle that he ended up going to his best friend, friend all of his life, drew a sword and killed him out of just sheer white anger. So when we live, there, he didn't inherit the earth, he, he lost, and all of us, we don't gain what we think we can or should when we are angry or undisciplined or unguided. What Jesus says is, however, if you are gentle, if you are gentle, if you are forgiving, if you are kind, you'll be the one who inherits and he will make sure that's the case. Now, in this, I, I was thinking about, and I've read different things uh, about in the history of people when they would lose or they would, but it's the kind and gentle ones that actually make a difference in the world. And like I said, we can't control the world, but we can certainly control how we live in the world. And how we live in the world, as Jesus points out, is so much better if we learn what true meekness is. Paul wrote to the church at Colossus. He says this, he says, whatever you do, 
Do it heartily, in other words, with energy. But do it to the Lord, not to men, knowing that from the Lord, from the Lord, you will receive the reward of inheritance because you serve the Lord Christ. I like in closing what the Lord said uh, to his servants. I love this phrase, and you hope like everything you'll hear that. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know, enter into the joys of my father. You've been faithful for a few things. Now I'll give you rule over all. It may seem like not a very large deal to be meek, but the Lord watches and knows. And, I, and he's promised us that our lives will be better, blissful, fuller, calmer if we aspire to have a meek life. Not weak, meek, kind, gentle, forgiving. That's what the Lord is telling us. And so in that, that is a, I guess, a life lesson that we all can learn and should learn. And hopefully this morning, we'll be able to read uh, Blessed are the meek, for they're the ones that will inherit the earth. We can read it in this way, and if I can take license on this, all oh, the bliss of anyone who, who at times is angry at the right time, but never at the wrong time, who has every instinct and every impulse under the control of God, it's controlled, and he himself is God-controlled. That person, according to God, is the one who will inherit. And so for us, let's try to find a calm in a very, very contentious world. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the time to be in your house and the songs. We thank you for the simplicity, but yet the very powerful truths that we're studying in the Beatitudes. May we not just read them as, Lord, a document or a statement, but may we try to pull them into our heart. May we understand what true meekness is in your eyes. You were meek and lowly, but yet we also know that, Lord, there were times that you did not tolerate, and that is the case with us. But, Lord, may we learn first and foremost what it means and how beneficial it is to aspire to live gently, kindly, and with forgiveness. And we'll give you thanks in our Lord's name. Amen. Let's stand this morning as we sing a hymn and just take a, some time to kind of contemplate and think about this. These lessons are not very, uh, these instructions are not very complicated. They're very, very simple. But the simplicity of them does not do away with the power of them. So let us think today as, as we leave here, blessed are those who are meek. They're the ones who will inherit. As we sing, what page? In 446. 446. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of